All right, hey man. Um, I had to mess with my settings because they all got bumped and turned here accidentally. So hopefully this this is loud enough and not weird. But I don't know. We'll figure it out later when you give me some feedback. But um, it seems like it's been a short week since I uh I recorded. You know, we had that whole we had that special episode where I was just super frustrated. It was like kind of. Sunday, Monday when I dropped it, but, um, yeah, I worked through that pretty well, pretty happy how I worked through it, um, just took a little while, you know, and then, but also realizing, you know, when you're working through something, not to, not to take it out on the things or the environment or the people around you, right, to still be able to be in control and to have the, the hectic emotions or the, whatever it is, but then also to stay responsible to, you know, good and decent <clears throat> to to people, things, environment around you, and uh, I was pretty happy with that. I just just worked it through, you know, but I wasn't super productive that day. But then I just, you know, it's the way it is. It's not not life happens. It's it's this is life. That's just you roll and you keep moving. But um, anyways, we got good resolution on that. I talked to. Uh, I talked to the CEO of um, that supplement company, Nick. He turned out to be pretty cool. Um, just understanding. He apologized and said, hey, what do I need to do to make it right? And it's like, yeah, hey, that's that's pretty cool. There was no no excuses, no nothing. It was just it was refreshing to be in a conversation with like a, like a man. You know what I mean? Just I sent him an email. Maybe I... Maybe I cued him that that's what I was looking for or not, but I just, it's refreshing to be around people that just kind of work and operate that way. No, like, slick this, slick that, no making excuses, just, what do I need to do to make it right, man? And, uh, I just appreciate that, you know, I took I took a little bit of something about that and been thinking about it. Um, I wish I could say the same for for the other people involved, you know, it's it's tough to get... <laughs> give a shit about your apology, especially if it's laced with, uh, excuses, you know, so, but yeah, no, Nick was, uh, Nick was cool, man, and I appreciate it, so, um, we got that all sorted out, and it's funny, it just got me thinking about creativity, you know, I'm, I'm already have a hard time trying to put myself out there, you know, I've talked before about self-doubt and do things, and when you do put yourself out there, you get ripped, and it's it doesn't it doesn't feed that cycle, you know. So I understand I'm bringing baggage into the situation because of that. Other people just they're just the audacity. They just throw shit out there and they're good with it, you know. And they walk tall and talk big, and it works for them. Um, but you know, you get you get momentum and you're finally proud of where you're going and doing well. And then you see that happen. It just it just tweaked me. But um, it got me thinking about. Because other bunch of people gave me advice. Oh, this is this, this is that, and IP theft, and, and it's like, yeah, and or let it go, Tosh, or it's not a big deal, or oh, it happens all the time in the industry, and I just absorbed a lot of that and was like, you know, if you're gonna put yourself out there, but then let people walk all over you, intentionally or unintentionally, you know, you gotta if you're gonna put yourself out there, you gotta put your stake in the ground, you know. 
and uh, it's hard to do. It's easier to do. It's easier for me to put my stake in the ground for somebody else. You know, it's when I to stand up for for somebody else. I rarely do it for myself. You know, and um, because it's like, hey, whatever. I'm just, I'm just chill. I'm easy. I might get bothered. I might get upset, but I got strong shoulders. You know, bring it. You know, you know what I mean. Um, but to see somebody else get hurt or bothered bothers me more. And that's been the that's been the ugly, ugly um, relationship that I've been setting with my ex-wife. You know, just let her walk all over me, and then you create this pattern, and you're always conceding, and you're always, and you, you know, because you carry guilt or whatever, and then you just never. But then when you finally do start sticking up for yourself, like it's such a shock to that person that you end up getting bit twice <laughs> from backlash and I don't know man I don't know what I'm trying to say but uh, it felt good felt good to talk to a dude just like yeah man hey sorry the man just what do I need to do to make it right like that was that was it and uh that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of attitude I want to have with other people, you know, I don't want to harbor grudges, and eh, there's a couple people that I'm going to continue to harbor a grudge at, just because I'm not ready to let it go, because they suck, um, but I just move on, you know, it's kind of cool, but anyways, what I was thinking about, though, was, um, this, all this talk about, uh, resiliency, and I guess this is related, you know, resiliency. And for a long time, I've been focused on, like, just physical resiliency, grit, just fucking tough, you know, resistant to, you know, stress or chaos or whatever, uncertainty or the cold, the heat, something, something, recognizing that it affects you, but then having this, this strength to just persevere, you know, and, uh, I think that's really, really cool, and, and I know that part of that is having a really strong mind game, you know, really strong mind game, and everybody calls it something different, you know, Tom Shea, I'm getting ready to start working a little bit with, uh, Tom Shea, which I'm really excited about, he calls it an internal dialogue, I've always called it my mind's mind, other people call it your conscience, whatever, I mean, you know the 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 dude on your left shoulder, the dude on your right shoulder, whatever it is, but um, whatever you call it, you know, to be able to be physically tough, you gotta have a good strong head game, you know. And then when we did this event here, we did I forgot to turn my Wi-Fi off, so we're gonna get a couple dings. Um, we did this event here at the ranch for some veterans. Uh, we had um. We have Melissa come, and she talked a lot about mindfulness, and it was just really, really cool. And then we had another one on, uh, you know, resiliency and about goals and purpose and value and alignment and, and all these other things. And I had a conversation with Melissa. We were on the four-wheeler, we went for a ride or whatever, and um, something, something came up. It's like, well, I might not be tough on the outside, but I'm tough on the inside. And I just was like, yeah, okay, cool. I may not be resilient outward, but I'm resilient inward. Whatever, whatever it was, I was like, yeah. My my tongue and cheek comment back was, was like, yeah. You tell yourself that, you know, if, if that's what if that that's what you need to tell yourself. And um, 
she looked at me and we laughed and I forget exactly how it went out but the gist of it was was I was I, I saw there afterwards that I was I'm aware of the internal and being strong inside but only so much as it applies to being able to try to dominate the physical space you know and um, where the contrast was that she was such a strong, strong person on the inside. The resiliency that she had was about a like a psychological, like an emotional, spiritual resiliency. And there was no desire to apply that towards like a, a outward physical thing. And I thought that that was. I've been thinking about it for weeks, you know, and. It brought me back to a conversation that I had with um, Major Brooks when I was checking into uh, the basic school and um, to be an instructor there. He brought me in and we were talking and you've heard me say it before, like Garrison Marine versus Field Marine and blah, blah, blah. And, and he used this, well, Tosh, why can't you be both? What about the power of the word and? You keep using or or but. And are you using or and but because it's preference or because it's laziness, lack of drive and effort or lack of skill? You know, like, I get it. You can be a heart surgeon or an astronaut. It's hard to be both, right? Like, or maybe not for some, but, you know, the talents probably don't have a, a lot of uh, intersection, right? Or the skills and the, the stuff like that, and the, the dedication that it would take to be able to excel and be either one right but then so it's like but the power of the word and in this resiliency space got me really thinking like yeah okay so I got it the internal piece for me but I, I, I push it towards being able to be physically resilient and then and then uh, like Melissa pushes her internal to be at peace with her emotions her, her psyche really right like with no care of the physical and I've, I've spent some time thinking about that and what is it to be resilient like internally resilient instead of just physically resilient and if you truly want to just sort of you can I, I think you can be best of both or use both to be the best of yourself you know, just kind of shortcutting myself, and I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm not doing it, I don't think I'm not practicing it when I talk about forgiveness and gratitude and generosity and goodness and perspective and thinking for yourself and critical thinking and all these other things and goals and purpose setting and values, I think that's all, I think that's the conversation of being resilient on the inside, you know, doing the little things the discipline and do the little things when nobody's looking or do the right thing when nobody's looking or believe what you believe believe it so passionately but keep your mind open to listen to others and respect and potentially learn or strengthen your resolve in what you do believe but I never really looked at those those um life principles or mannerisms or thoughts or level of awareness as, as being part of the equation to being resilient but they are and they are it's like when so when this whole thing when this whole thing happened last week with the, the hard way video like 
I found myself getting spawned, like, right? I went through different phase, different emotional cycles, and I realized that I was being emotional, and then said, hey, put it in check, get rational, it's okay to be emotional, accept your feelings, but understand what's causing the feelings. All of that stuff, the processing, the bring it back to rational, not being impulsive, <clears throat> the self-control, like, that was resiliency right there, to be able to do that, and being able to do that more frequently, quicker, quicken the cycle, or, you know, lessen the amplitude of the, of the, um, how much it offsets you, you know, so that you can keep finding your balance, I, I just, I don't know, I'm just saying this out loud for myself, because I've been thinking about it, and I'm, and I'm excited, you know, not having to, uh, be overreactive to things, but just be able to process, move through, and not let it bother you, and move forward, and, like, grow from it, I mean, that's just pretty cool, so, anyways, I don't, I don't even know if any of this is of value, I, I think it, it is for me to hear myself talk about the power of the word and, and it's okay to be physically tough, but also a good human being, or sensitive, or, you know, appreciative, or not being, you know, I, I struggle with a little bit of self-doubt, I struggle with, um, the, I struggle with this, this, trying to figure out how to move forward in the space that I'm in, leadership space, or this or that, without artificial self-marketing, and blowing yourself and surrounding yourself with people that blow you all the time and douchebaggery and bullshit, right? Like, not the, the marketing thing, the self-promotion. And to do it with the greatest amount of honor and integrity. You know, I struggle with that a lot. Because I don't want to go down that road. And just because other people are doing it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's just not where I'm at. And I can prefer it or not prefer it. But I can't hold it against them as much as I do sometimes to some. But um, I think if I can find how to work through those things using some of these resiliency methods, you know, I've got my values and I've got my purpose, I've got my way, I've got these other things that, that don't matter, but they do matter, but they don't matter really only if you let them matter they don't need to matter, <laughs> you know, taking things personally, you know, going back to the four agreements, number one, like, no, they're not number one, I think it's number three, don't take things personally, what is, what, what is that, don't take things personally, the four agreements, do we remember, I think it's number two, I think it's number two, because it's, it's, um, be impeccable with your word, don't take things personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best, the four agreements, you know, but, um, yeah, just thinking, just thinking out loud. I've also been doing some more reading lately, trying to get, get dug in. And it's funny, you know, you, everybody's got a riff. Nobody owns anything, really. There's really no original thought anymore. Maybe all original thought's gone. I know that's an exaggeration or extreme, but I think it's really cool how different people interpret or reinterpret things and have them make meaning 
to themselves and then they use their language to articulate it how it makes the most sense to them it's not that they're stealing it's that they're just being they're inspired by right and that's cool that's cool because um you could read a book by one one guy and you know okay you hear it or whatever but then you could read a book by another guy and he's saying the same thing and it could be like okay hey you're hearing it but then you could hear like a third guy just give a speech or something and they say it in a different way but it's the same thing that the other two books were saying but all of a sudden it just really you connect with it you know because of the way or because of his experiences or because of his anecdotes or whatever that he offers that allows you to understand and appreciate it and I like that nothing wrong with that whatsoever it's good the more voices singing the same song in different tunes you know, pretty soon, like, the whole world will be singing along. And that'd be great, right? That'd be great, singing the same song, the same values in, in a positive light. But it's got to be done with, it's got to be done with the greatest of intent, not the intent to rip off to get rich or to get fame or, you know, to get that chick's number. You know what I mean? Well, I just put a chew in. Uh, a couple good things going on. Take a quick uh, minute to advertise. I'm, uh, the diesel days are picking up f for uh, winter and spring. I'm pretty excited for that. We got two offerings now. One, the basic checking in with the left hand. Get five, get these five things that I use in order to just create balance. You know how I check in, how I move to persevere. It's it's really it's a resiliency thing. As I'm as I'm coming to understand, it's about perspective. But they're all right there on your left hand. It's like bang, 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 bang. That was six, but you know five bangs. Um, and then we've got a Diesel Day 2 series, which is building off of the first one, but it's a lot less hands-on, um, adding some uncertainty. Uh, we, we stretch the time domain out a little bit. Um, we put a little bit more of the onus on the individual to um, have to tend for themselves and manage a bunch of things for themselves. So, But it, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and I'm getting ready to go talk, deliver at... Uh, Tom Shea's Unbreakable Leadership Seminar in Greenville, and I'm really excited for that. Um, uh, there's still tickets available, too, uh, but Tom Shea, Navy SEAL, Silver Star guy, wrote a couple books, um, owns a business called Unbreakable Leadership, does fascinating stuff. Um, I've known Tom through the adventure racing community um, back in the early days of Primal Quest, and then um, recently got reconnected with him with um, through Taco and some shooting packages out at Shaw's shooting, so excited to work with him. I'm going to talk about chaos and being successful and thriving in a, in a chaotic, uncertain environment. So um, if you want, go check out uh, unbreakableleadership.com, and there's a seminar in Greenville, South Carolina. It's like a six-hour um, networking thing. You'll meet some really cool people. You network with whoever, all walks of life. But um, just throwing those two shouts out real quick. And uh, I also haven't said anything to, um, you know, be on the whiteboard in a while. Just Mo and John. I think about them a lot. And uh, it wouldn't be I wouldn't be podcasting if it wasn't for those two guys with um, be on the whiteboard. So i um, really hoping that Mo and John are doing well. John just got another little one. Both of them got new little ones. But John has a, a really young one. So, uh Hey, everybody, hope you have a, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Um, 
if you do one thing this this next week and a half or so, man, just just do something good for a stranger for no other reason than just you don't know that stranger's story and maybe they maybe you know you're the shining light on their day, you know, and so um do that, man. All right, out here.